thank you for connecting to the media product of LifeGate Church. Pastor Brian Gallardo prays as this product goes out into the nations, that it empowers your faith, stirs your spirit, and pushes you towards your God-given destiny. For more information, please go to www.lifegatekc.org. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, and the Passion Translation, because it's passionate about what we're saying, okay? It says, let me be clear. The anointed one has set us free, not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into bondage of our past. How many people are stubborn in here? We got to stubbornly refuse to go back to the past. God, I thank you for the word of God today. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that it'll cut some things off of us today, God. I thank you that you're releasing things in our spirits today, God. That bondage has to be broken today. God, we thank you that you are in the room. And when you show up, God, we know that everything changes. And we believe it. We receive it in the name of Jesus. And everyone shouts out amen Amen. hey before you're seated love on somebody for the next 30 seconds real quick love on your neighbor tell them it's good to see you today in the house of the lord yay come on keep going and loving on some folks Amen, amen, amen. How many are excited to be at church on this Sunday morning? I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be in the room. I'm excited to see you. Pastor won't be, won't be, wait, pastor will be really excited to get back right here. I don't know what I was going to say before, so it doesn't matter. But he's been in a series called Porn in My Pocket. And it's been a real strong deliverance series. So I didn't want to get out of the vein of what he's been preaching because usually when pastor declares stuff, um, he's a very strong, he preaches into deliverance. So I just figured I should just keep going with this freedom series, this deliverance series, and I'm going to preach part three of Porn in My Pocket. But I'm here to tell you today that the cycle ends today. I'm not sure if you caught it, but the cycle ends today today I'm not just talking about porn in my pocket I'm talking about the cycle of shame I'm talking about the cycle of guilt I'm talking about the cycle of frustration the cycle of 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 loneliness the cycle of hurt it ends today tell your neighbor the cycle ends today the cycle ends today y'all sit down because I can't I can't get started we had prayer on this morning And I was like, Lord, touch my voice because I don't know what I'm saying. What is a cycle? So before we can say the cycle ends today, we got to define what a cycle is. A cycle is something that we just repeat over and over and over again. For instance, I have some good cycles in my life. I read my Bible every day. I pray every day. That's a fantastic cycle. And when I don't, I feel really bad about it. So I, I always try to make sure that that's a cycle that stays in my life. However, I have some things that I repeat every day that I don't need to repeat every day. For instance, 
Every day when I wake up, I make a cup of coffee at home. Because the Lord is good, okay? He, he, he makes sure I have Folgers in my cup, okay? It's the best part of waking up, all right? <laughs> but I have this ongoing thing that I'll drink my coffee at home, but I get in my car and think, I need an iced coffee now. And it just so happens that Duncan is on my way to my work every day. And it's an inner conundrum of, do I need the Duncan? I literally just drank coffee. And the Lord is always like, you know, you can break this cycle. But in me, I'm like, you know, but when they get it really good at Duncan, they get it really good. Okay. There's nothing like getting a medium iced caramel coffee with three pumps of cream, four caramel, no sugar in your mouth. You're just like, mm, the Lord is good. That's a cycle I need broken in my life. Y'all so pray. <laughs> you know, the fast is really good for me because I broke that cycle for a week. I'm like, I can do it. And then Monday came along and I'm like, yeah, but I don't have to fast anymore. So let me get a Dunkin'. <laughs> That's so bad. But then I, then I have a cycle that I want to get into. And pastor always tells me, honey, don't get a gym membership. Because you don't ever get in the cycle of working out. Yeah, you come for me. 2022, though, let me just tell you, I worked out more in the gym than I ever had in my life. I said, take that, devil. And then 2023 came, and I said, I, I got to get back in, you know, the cycle of it. <laughs> but we all go through cycles in our life, right? We wake up. We go to work. We pick up our kids. We make dinner. We go to bed. Cycles. We do the same thing every day. We drive to work the same way. We have the same conversations with the same people over and over again. A lot of us eat the same thing every day, right? I know for a fact that all of us scroll on social media every day. Don't be lying saints up in the church of God. Come on. Not me, Pastor Jillian. Okay, well, then the majority of us. Um, everyone knows in this room that women go through a cycle every month, right? Men do too. They just have a different form of it, all right? Yes, Miss Sheila felt that. Come on. <laughs> if you didn't like that, take it up with Pastor. Sorry. <laughs> But our life is a cycle. We're born. We go through the adolescent stage. We go through the teenage stage. Lord, bless our teenagers. Yes, Lord. Adulthood, senior citizens, and then eventually we exit the world, right? But many of us get stuck in destructive cycles. We get struck in ungodly cycles. Cycles of running late. Come on, somebody. I'm getting in your neighborhood today. Cycles of procrastination. You knew that paper was due three weeks ago, and you waited until 12 o'clock midnight to get it done. Cycles of procrastination. Cycles of always getting in the wrong relationships. You date knucklehead after knucklehead after knucklehead. You go to the places that have the knuckleheads. Cycles of wrong relationships, right? Help us. I'm in everybody's court today. Cycles of negative thinking towards yourself and others. Ooh, disciples of destructive habits. It's self-sabotaging ourselves. Come on. Cycles of trauma where we relive it over and over and over again. Cycles of comparison because, my God, you don't know that you're good enough, so you have to compare yourself to everybody else. Cycles of hurt where you're constantly stuck in a hurt cycle, and what happens is hurt people hurt people. Cycles of drama. We get into so much drama and then we get through it and we get somebody else's drama. And it's like drama's always coming our way because it's a cycle of drama. Cycle of anxiety where we're always worried. We're always 
frustrated about something, something's always vexing our mind, cycles of your past because something happens and we just feel trapped in these cycles. Satan wants to keep you bound in these cycles. Come on, somebody. The cycles that are connected to your emotions, the cycles that are connected to your heart, cycles that mess with your mind. He wants to keep you bound to the cycle of sin. He wants to keep you bound in the cycle of bondage, the cycle of addiction, the cycle of defeat, the cycle of generational curses, because that is a thing. Your grandpa did it this way. Your daddy did it this way. You did it this way. You're passing it on to your kids this way. It's a cycle of generational curses. He wants to keep us stuck in the cycle of shame, the cycle of failure, the cycle of self-destruction, the cycle of fear. The enemy wants to create a cycle in your life where you are identified by your issue and defined by your defeat. But look at your neighbor and say, the cycle ends today. Look at your other neighbor and say, the cycle ends today. Just because you've been in a cycle of frustration doesn't mean that the enemy gets to write the rest of your story. It may take days, it may take weeks, it may take months, it may take years, it may take decades, but guess what? We serve a God that's a long-suffering God. He's a patient God. He's a merciful God. And when the devil tries to rise up in your life, guess what? God always rises up greater. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I serve a greater God. Do you serve a greater God? He's a great God and greatly to be praised. Yes, he is. We see all types of cycles through the Bible. One of the ones that came out to me like specifically when I was thinking of this was the children of Israel. The Israelite children were in bondage to Egypt. And we all know the story with Moses, uh, Pharaoh, let my people go. They finally get out. They get out of Egypt, which was their bondage, only to be free to wander in the wilderness, but yet they're still stuck in bondage because of a mindset. It's repeating a cycle over and over again. We tend to repeat the same cycles over and over again. The issue is not, will God stop the cycle? That's not the issue. The issue is, will you allow God to break the cycle? Don't just stop the cycle, because if I stop something, that means I can start it again. But if I break the cycle, that means there's nothing left to go back to because it's broken off me. Right? Come on. Jesus is the cycle breaker. Yes, he is. Jesus is the cycle breaker. When you can't get yourself out. Jesus is the cycle breaker. When you can't get your kids out, Jesus is the cycle breaker. When all hope is lost and you don't know where to turn, Jesus is the cycle breaker. Tell your neighbor, the cycle ends today. The cycle ends today. (laughs) Yeah, come on. Psalms 107, in the Passion Translation, I love how it speaks. It says in verse 10, we were prisoners to our pain. Anybody ever been there? Chained to our regrets. Our own pain became our punishment. Then we cried out. That's the key. Then we cried out, Lord, help us. Rescue us. 
and he did. Every time you cry out to the Lord, he always hears your cries and he's always there to rescue you. Yes, he is. Verse 14, his light broke through the darkness and he led us out in, in freedom from death's dark shadow and snapped every one of our chains. Woo! Verse 16, for he smashed through heavy prison doors and shattered the steel bars that held us back just to set us free. That means when I call on the name of Jesus, he hears, and guess what? He's gonna snap every one of our chains. He's gonna open the prison doors because he doesn't want me stuck in this bondage. He doesn't want me to be stuck here anymore. He will break down every prison door. He'll snap every chain, chain that's been holding me. Do you believe that? Somebody shout amen. So we all go through different cycles in our lives. And in order to stop the ungodly cycle, here we go. Point number one, we must stop making excuses. Cycles will not break if you keep making excuses. Let's turn to John chapter 5, verses 1 through 7. It's a story many, I've actually preached this before. It says, afterwards, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city, near the sheep gate, was the pool of Bethesda, with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, and paralyzed, laid on the porches. One of the men laying there had been sick, sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him, and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. So there's a man who has been paralyzed for 38 years, sitting, waiting for someone to help him. 38 years. I'm 38 years old. I can't imagine waiting at a, at a water because the story goes that they, 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 they thought that an angel of the Lord would come down and stir the waters and they would be healed. So they were trying to get in. So he needed somebody to physically pick him up and put him in the water so he could get healed. 38 years he sat at this pool waiting. I'm not very patient. We live in a generation that's not patient at all. Half of y'all tapped out on me the first eight seconds because I didn't get to my point fast enough. So I can only imagine if this was me, I would have gave up like way, way sooner than 38 years. But he sat there waiting. He needed somebody's help for 38 years. And I would have said, you know what, forget it. I guess I'm just going to be stuck in this cycle. I'm going to be stuck. This is just as good as it gets. And I love what the King James Version, it said, the Lord said to him, do you want to be made whole? Not just well, there's a difference. Do you want to be made whole? This is what the man said. He said, sir, I have no man. This is what happens when you rely on a man instead of relying on God. There's a difference. God, listen, man will always fail you. Yes, they will. God will never fail you because he is a God that has never failed me yet. God knows that you can't get out on your own. He says, do you want to be whole? And the man says, I have no man. But guess what? The man has walked on the scene. Yeah. 
And I'm here to tell you today, the man is in the room. The man is walking on the scene. Every other man may have failed you, but the man is in the room. The man is walking on the scene. The man is here to heal you. The man says, you don't need anybody to put you in the pool. Because I'm right here, and I am healing. I am blessing. I am freedom. Whatever you need, that's who I am. Somebody shout yes. Yes. But the man had an excuse. Excuses and power cycles to continue. Think about it. I'm going to start eating right on Monday. Oh, y'all said it too. Every Monday comes along and I eat right for the first portion of the day. And then by dinner time, I'm like, give me that pizza. Give me that bread. Give me that pasta. Give me everything that's horrible for me. Right? Excuses. I'm too tired. I'll get to it tomorrow. And tomorrow comes and tomorrow goes. And tomorrow comes and tomorrow goes. Excuses. We're empowering the cycle in our life. There's too much going on. I'm tired. Join the club. We're all tired. <laughs> but we got to stop making excuses. When God shows up and asks, do you want to be made whole? You don't tell him, well, Lord, I was born this way. Lord, this is just how my family has done it all these years. Like he didn't know. This is just how I do it. Excuse. I don't have the, the resources for this. Excuse. I can't do it. Excuse. I've tried and it's only ever going to be this way because this is as good as it's getting. I've been here for 38 years. Nothing is changing. Excuse. I've been hurt by people. Join the club. Everybody's been hurt by people, right? I don't have enough. I was dropped as a kid. And listen, I know the pain is real and it hurts, but if the cycle is going to break, you have to rob the cycle of the power to stay in control of your life by telling yourself, yes, I've been messed up for 38 years, but I have the opportunity for something better. Why? Because Jesus is on the scene. Jesus has walked into the room that never happened before that's why I relied on man but Jesus has walked into the room Jesus has stepped on the scene and said you don't need man all you need is found in me I'll make you whole that's the kind of God we serve so what do you want him to do for you today what cycles do you need him to break for you today stop giving that cycle power and give God the power do you want to be made whole do you want to be free do you want to break this cycle God's not asking you what do you feel stuck in because many of us are stuck because we stop moving you're stuck in a pattern you're stuck in a mindset you're stuck in that hurt of what they did to you. Or you're stuck in anger. You're stuck in bitterness. And it's a constant cyclical cycle. But there's a verse in your Bible in Genesis 27, 40. That's one of my favorite verses. And it says, but when you decide to break free, you will shake this yoke of bondage from your neck. When you decide to break free, that means when you decide to stop making excuses, you will break free of that bondage. That thing that has been holding you will not be able to hold you any longer when you decide to stop making excuses. Woo! 
The enemy won't be able to hold you there any longer. You are breaking free. Tell your neighbor, you are breaking free. Because the verse says when you decide you'll break free and you'll shake the yoke of bondage that's been holding you, that means you can shake off stress. You can shake off shame. You can shake off the hurt. You can break free from comparison. You can break free from addiction. You can break free from that anger. You can break free from that bondage. Break free from the pain of your past. Why? Because your future is greater. It's greater than anything that you are stuck in now. The future is always greater. Jesus wants you to break out of that cycle. But... You have to stop making excuses because Jesus is in the room. Tell your neighbor, the cycle ends today. So the cycle ends today. We got to stop making excuses. And number two, we got to get aggressive. Get sick of the cycle that's been holding you back. You got to get aggressive with it. I'm going to prove it to you. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. It says, now in the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. She had endured a great deal under her cares of doctors. Yet in spite of spending all that she had on their treatments, she was getting worse instead of getting better. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd and came up behind him and touched his prayer shawl for she kept saying to herself if i can touch his clothes i know i will be healed there's a woman that we all know as the woman with the issue of blood it wasn't just a monthly thing this was a constant cyclical cycle everyday bleeding and when I, when I started to think about that, I felt the spirit of God said, there's many of us that are bleeding every day. Bleeding from the hurt, bleeding from the shame, bleeding from the words that were spoken over us as kids, bleeding from that thing that was done to us, and it's holding us in a cyclical cycle. And so I started thinking about this woman. She had spent all that she had. She didn't have a dime left to her name. And usually people that don't have a dime left to their name have nothing to lose. She was desperate. She needed a cure. She was in a cycle of shame. She didn't have anything. She didn't have nobody. She had to constantly walk around yelling that she's unclean every time she got around people. How would you like to constantly yell out, unclean, I'm in a cycle of shame. Don't be by me. Unclean, I deal with pornography. Unclean, I deal with addiction. Unclean, I deal with uh, judgment and gossip. Gossip. Everybody already knew what she was in the cycle of. She was unclean. And after 12 years of the same cycle, enough was enough. She wasn't getting better. She was getting worse. She had nothing to lose, and it started to mess with her mind. I'm just here to say I'm tired of the enemy messing with our mind. Anybody else in this building tired of the enemy messing with your mind? She, she's known to everybody with this issue. She's, got, she's sick of it, so guess what she does? She starts talking to herself. Any other people in the room talk to themselves? You know it's bad when you answer yourself, too. I'm like, I always ask pastor, who are you talking to? And he's like, oh, me. And I'm like, did you answer yourself, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, bless the Lord. 
I'm, I'm happy for you. But she got so to a point where she just, she couldn't talk to anybody else. She had nobody else to talk to. Everybody else was, uh, was out of her life. She was unclean. She had to stay out of the community. And so she started talking to herself. And I started looking at this point and said, you know what? It matters what we say to ourselves. You are your worst enemy sometimes. It matters what you say to yourself. Yes, you are enough. Yes, you can do it. Yes, you will make it. Yes, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes, there's nobody on this planet that's like you. God made you you because you're the best you you can be. It matters what you say to yourself. It matters what's coming out of your mouth if you're desperate enough to break the cycle. And when you're desperate enough, you will do whatever it takes. I love this because she didn't wait for an invitation. She didn't wait for the crowd to clear. She didn't wait for somebody to say, okay, it's a good time now. The Lord has time for you. She didn't wait for any of that. She heard about Jesus. She went after Jesus. And guess what? She got aggressive and she pushed through the crowds. You ever been in a crowded space and you had to get somewhere and you just start pushing people out the way? Excuse me, I got to get to where I need to be. She got aggressive with her faith and said, I got to push through because that man I hear has something that I need. And if you need a cycle broken today, we got to get aggressive and we got to push through. No matter what, we got to push through. We got to push through. It's time that we push through the crowded spaces in our life. We push through doubt. We push through insecurity. We push through pain. We push through hurt. We push through the cycles. We push through to get our freedom back. Come on. We push through to get our joy back. We push through to get our peace back. Somebody say yes. We got to get aggressive. Don't let the crowded things in your life stop you from pushing through to Jesus. She said, I know if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be healed. Not I think I will, not this may work, I've tried everything else. She said, I know I will be healed. If you just get to Jesus, Jesus, I know, will break the cycle. Amen? Amen. When you do your part, God always does his part. When you show up and say, you know what, I'm going to get aggressive in my faith and go after Jesus, God always shows up and does his part. She would have never got her miracle if she kept making excuses for herself. She would have never gotten her miracle if she just let Jesus pass her by and said, there he goes. That's just like another one, taking money from me or I've given everything I have. There's no hope for me even trying. She would have never gotten her miracle if she stayed passive. Jesus is walking by. It reminds me of another story in your Bible in Mark chapter 10. And, we, and, and there's a man sitting there at the gate begging. His name, you know him as Blind Bartimaeus. He's sitting there and he hears about a man. And all of a sudden the scripture says that he cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the people, shh, you're being too loud. Keep it down. Don't bother Jesus. He doesn't have time for that. You've dealt with this. You can keep dealing with this. Anybody ever been shushed before? Yeah. I know that's right, Miss Sheila, okay? I was at my daughter's volleyball game last year. And, and y'all know me. I am aggressive, okay? 
I'm going to cheer for my kid at her little volleyball game, okay? If all you other parents want to be passive, I'm going to be like, hit that ball. Spike it up. Do what you got to do. And I would cheer on every little kid in there. I think sometimes I may be a little scary to them. And they're like, but I will tell you, me and Lex were at this game. And there was a gentleman sitting in front of me. And me and Lex were like, yeah, come on, live. And not just live. Come on, girls, let's go. And like all the other girls, you know, they're cheering on. But the school that Liv goes to, they're, you know, they're a little bit more quiet. So I, you know, Pentecostal girl in my nature, I'm like, let's go. Let's go. Whatever, whatever they are, eagles, whoever you are. Anyways, I'm pretty sure this man had enough of me because this is what he does. Bring it down. You're being too loud. And me and Lex looked at each other. I was like, did he just tell us to be quiet? And she's like, oh, he did. So me being the loving person that I am, I was like, oh, yeah. Then me and Lex took a, 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 a play from Blind Bartimaeus's book. And guess what we did? We shouted all the louder. You ain't going to silence my praise. I'm going to cheer my baby on. I shouted even louder. I said, let's go, Livy. You get that ball over. You do what you got to do. Ain't nobody going to silence my praise. And blind Bartimaeus said, Jesus, all the louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. He got aggressive about it. It's time that we get aggressive about holiness again. We get aggressive about repentance again. We get aggressive about our marriages being right. We get aggressive about our kids. We get aggressive over our children, over our miracle, over our prayer life, over our future. Why? We're not letting God pass us by. Hey! Somebody shout yes! Shout yes! We're going to get aggressive. We're going to get aggressive about seeing our loved ones saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Not just coming to church, because church won't sustain them. But when they really get saved and set free, they do a complete 180. I want to be aggressive about that. I want to be aggressive about our youth. Knowing Jesus, our children, knowing the way maker. Knowing that they, the same power that lives in Jesus, lives on the inside of them. That's how we got to get aggressive. Come on, somebody, say yes. Get aggressive. If you want a cycle broken in your life, you've got to get aggressive. Set boundaries. Boundaries are not a bad thing. Be aggressive. Just as aggressive as the enemy is with you, you got to get aggressive back with him. Enough is enough, right? You got to be like Jacob in the Old Testament when he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go until these cycles are broken. I will not let you go until I walk in freedom. I want to walk in my healing. I want to walk in deliverance. I want to walk in hope. I want to walk in victory. And I'm going to be aggressive in my faith about my freedom. Somebody say yes. And in verse 34, Jesus said to her, daughter, because you dared to believe, meaning you got aggressive, you went after it. You said enough is enough. You pushed through the crowd. He said, your faith has healed you. 
Go with peace in your heart and be free from your suffering. The cycle ends today. The cycle ends today. We stop making excuses. We get aggressive in our faith just as the enemy has thrown things at us aggressively. I'm about to push back. We're pushing back. Our church is pushing back. This nation is pushing back. Come on, you see it. This nation is pushing back and saying enough is enough. We want the spirit of God. We want his power. We want his glory. And we're not going to stop until God shows up and does it. Do you believe that today? Put your hands together and say yes. Yes. And number three, we've got to let it go. Tell your neighbor, let it go. Let it go. Luke 13, verse 10, it said, One Sabbath day, while Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, he encountered a seriously handicapped woman. She was crippled and had been doubled over for 18 years. Her condition was caused by a demonic spirit of bondage that had left her unable to stand up. When Jesus saw her condition, he called to her, or he called her to him and gently laid his hands on her. Then he said, dear woman, you are free. I release you forever from this crippling spirit. Instantly, she stood up straight and tall and overflowed with glorious praise to God. I read this and thought, this said that she was in a spirit of bondage for 18 years. Six plus six plus six. Tells me that the enemy was at work. And here was the bigger thing. She was in the synagogue, meaning she was a church-going woman. She showed up on Sundays, and the enemy was still at work in her life, still vexed with a spirit of bondage, hovered over. This, is, this was the cycle for her. She was in bondage to this cycle and couldn't get free. 18 years doubled over and couldn't get free. This is the cycle she's in. Many of us have felt like we've been doubled over by this cycle. And that we can't straighten up because we got too much weight from it on our back. How long has it been since you've been able to straighten up? Straighten up your mouth. Straighten up your emotions. Straighten up your finances. Straighten up your habits. How long? Straighten up what you listen to. Straighten up what you watch. Oh, come on. Straightened up. She was doubled over for 18 years and she was crippled by a spirit of bondage. She was stuck in a cycle. She was bent over. So when she's bent over, it's hard for her to see up because she's always looking down. Isn't that just what bondage does to us? We can't see who we should be looking to, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, Jesus. She couldn't see him looking up. Why? Because she was doubled over. She was looking down because she had so much weight and pressure from a cycle in her life that she didn't know how to break it. But guess who showed up in the room? Jesus came in and the Bible said he saw her. In every passage I read to you today, I specifically pick out the ones that Jesus saw them. Every passage, he saw the man who was paralyzed at the pool. 
He saw the woman with the issue of blood. He saw blind Bartimaeus. He saw this woman, and guess what? He sees you. He sees you. She couldn't see him because she was bent over, looking down at the ground, looking down what only she could see, what was all the pressure of life. This is all she could see and know for 18 years. But God saw her. Guess what? When you can't see, hold on. When you couldn't see him, it did not keep him from seeing you. When you couldn't see Jesus, it did not keep Jesus from seeing you. He sees you. He knows what you're dealing with. He knows the cycles in your life. And guess what? He's coming to your rescue. That's the God that we serve. I read this same passage in in the King James Version, and, and it said that she was bent over and could in no way rise herself up. No way raise herself up. That means you can't do it on your own. Why do we always try to do it on our own? We always tell ourselves, nobody understands. They're not going to get it. And the fact of the matter is God always understands. God always sees. God always knows. And you won't be able to do it in your own power. But this is what I love what he said to her. He looked at her and said, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately, it said immediately she straightened up. Not eventually, not prayer after prayer after prayer after prayer. No, he said, you are loosed from this thing. And immediately she could straighten up from it. Jesus said, you're loosed from this. I release you from this crippling spirit, that thing that has been holding you. She had this cycle for so long that she became it. It became a part of her identity. It changed her. She woke up with it. She went through her day with it. She went to bed with it. This was just what she was used to. You have owned something that has owned you for way too long. You have taken something in that God never wanted you to carry, and it's weighing you down and keeping you in a cycle. It's kept you in pain. It's kept you under the pressure, and you've got to get rid of it because it doesn't belong to you, and it's not a part of your future. You, Jesus said, you are loosed from that infirmity. That means it's not yours. That means to tell me worry is not mine. Sickness is not mine. Pain is not mine. Strife is not mine. Frustration is not mine. Abandonment is not mine. Insecurity is not mine. Addiction is not mine. Depression is not mine. Why? Because Jesus said you are free. And whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So you know what we got to do is we got to let it go. I felt that this morning. I said, we're going to have the spirit of Elsa and Frozen up in this church. And we're going to let it go. We're going to turn away and slam the door. That's the problem. We've been keeping the door open for way too long. We're going to turn away and slam the door. I don't care what they're going to say. Because guess what? They always got something to say. Guess what? They're always like, you're being too loud. Sit down. Don't say it. The enemy's always trying to tell you what not to say. I don't care what they're going to say. Guess why? 
guess why I don't care? I don't care because the cycle is going to end today. The cycle is going to end today. That means I'm going to let anger go. I'm going to let bitterness go. I'm going to let hate go. I'm going to let foolishness go. I'm going to let drama go. I'm going to let shame go. I'm going to let stress go. I'm going to let worry go. Let it go. Tell your neighbor, let it go. Let it go. If you want to be free from cycles, you've got to let it go. It is not doing anything for your future. You've got to let it go. When God looked at her and he said, let it go, it was instant. Instant. What was a cycle for 18 years for her took one moment with Jesus. One moment. All it takes, folks, is one moment with Jesus. One moment with the king. That's why it matters for your prayer life. That why, that's why it matters that you know who you are in Christ. Because all it takes is for one moment for Jesus to walk in the room. And everything has to change. Everything. I feel that so strong in my spirit. God is straightening you up. Guess what this year is at our church? It's the year of elevation. What we can't do in our own power, God does in his. I can't straighten up on my own. But when God shows up on the scene, we're going to rise together. Come on, somebody. It's the year of elevation. We're going to break some cycles. And guess what? When she stood up, she didn't need anybody to tell her what to do next. She got a praise in her spirit. She got a praise in her heart and said, what I couldn't do for 18 years, the thing that has been vexing me for so long, all you did, God, was show up and everything changed. So I have a reason to praise the name of Jesus. My rock, my fortress, he's here. He's here with us. And I've got a reason to bless the Lord. I've got a reason to praise his name. If you've ever been broke down, if you've ever been bent over in your life, if you've ever been stuck in cycles and God heals you, guess what? You will praise him. Yes, you will. You will praise him. 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 I may not be out of the cycle yet, but I'm going to praise him through it because I know when he shows up, everything has to change. The Bible says in Psalms 156, it says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, why don't you do it right now? You have breath in your body. Give me that mic. You have breath in your body. Come on, you have breath in your body. Come on, lift up a praise. Get this off of me. You have breath in your body. Come on. We're going to give God a praise today. Everybody that has breath in their body, we have a reason to praise God. If you know that you woke up is reason enough to bless the Lord. Psalms 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. 
Not sometimes, not when I'm feeling like it, not when I'm not mad, not when I'm insecure, not when I'm frustrated. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalms 103, 1 through 5 says, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things. That means he's a God that gets to be blessed. He he forgives, he heals, he redeems, he crowns, he satisfies. That's reason enough to praise the Lord. Reason enough to praise the Lord. Reason enough to break, praise the Lord because he's breaking cycles today. Come on, stand to your feet. He's breaking cycles today. He's breaking shame off of you today. If you want God to do it, he's here to do it. You do not have to leave here the same. You can leave changed. Who wants to show up to a church every day where they leave the same way that they came? I serve a God that when he shows up, it's instant. It's miraculous. He works and immediately says, you don't have to leave the same way you came. Many of you came in with heaviness, but guess what? You can leave with freedom. Because the cycle breaker is in the room today. He's breaking shame off. He's breaking hurt off. He's breaking those words off. He's breaking the loneliness off. He's breaking those thoughts that you've had in your mind for so long. He's breaking it off. He's breaking the guilt off of you. He's loosing the bondage over you. The cycle ends today. The cycle ends today. The cycle ends today. Come on, get it in your spirit. The cycle ends today. The cycle ends today. Satan, Satan is not our puppet master. Some of you have been letting him control you for way too long. It's time to cut the strings, cut the cycle, cut it. He doesn't get to have you stuck in ungodly cycles any longer. Don't waste the life God has given you repeating ungodly cycles. We need the cycle breaker here today. How many need some cycles broken in their life today? Come on, I I believe that's the majority of us, that we need some cycles broken. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. You know what? Let's just raise our hands in this moment because I'm going to pray some things off of you today. We're going to push here for a moment. God, I pray today that cycles would be broken. Cycles would be broken. Cycles would be broken. That you would break every change, God. That you would loose it and let it go. Loose it and let it go. Shake katanamasa. Loose and let it go. Loose your people. Let them go, God. If they want to be free, God, I thank you that freedom already belongs to them. So I pray that we begin to walk in freedom. Loose them in their minds. Loose them in their emotions. Loose them in their identity, God. Loose them from the spirit of bondage. Spirit of bondage, be broken. Spirit of bondage, be broken. We call your power down in the name of Jesus. And we ask God that your angels of God would go and fight for your people. That bondage.
bondage would be broken. Bondage would be broken today. Pornography be broken. Shame be broken. Addiction be broken. Guilt be broken. Pain be broken. Be broken. Be broken. We loose that today. We speak to every form of cycles of fear to be broken, heaviness to be broken. Come on, Santa, I need you to pray with me. We're warring in the spirit right now. Negative thinking, be broken. Yoke of depression, be broken. The Bible said whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So God, we pray that the kingdom comes to this church today. Be broken. Be broken. Be broken. You break every cycle, God. Every cycle today. Break every cycle. We refuse to go back to those cycles. Refuse to go back to bondage. We thank you that Romans 6 says sin shall no longer be our master. We are a slave to no thing. We are a slave to no thing. Jesus has broken the power of sin and death in our life. And we're going to walk in freedom. We're going to walk in freedom. I'm going to walk in freedom. Freedom in my mind, freedom in my emotions. We're going to walk in freedom. Walk in freedom. The cycle ends today. The cycle ends today.